Hi everyone, my name is Ryan Alvey. I'm a contributor to the Mocking Pulpit. Um, like many of us, I benefit uh, even more than I contribute uh, to Mockingbird, and I am incredibly thankful for the ministry, for all people uh, that uh, contribute, uh, that support the ministry financially and in other ways through prayer. Uh, I have benefited greatly personally uh, and in my ministry. Uh, today I want to share with you a devotion on the Lord's Prayer and particularly one petition of the Lord's Prayer, uh, Thy Will Be Done. When we think about prayer, it is uh, often in our experience a type of surrender, and that's what makes prayer kind of hard, uh, because basically what we're saying is we've come to the end of ourselves and God, we need, we need you to do something with this. Now I realize that Jesus uh, encourages us uh, simply to talk with him in prayer, that it's not just that. Uh, but if I'm honest with myself, uh, most of my prayer arises out of need, and that's when I come to God. Of course, I'm also asked to pray often for people as a pastor. I'm asked to pray at group events or when someone's under some kind of hardship or suffering. And sometimes I find myself at a loss for words uh, at just what to say. Um, you know, I don't want to make a speech at people uh, I want to actually authentically pray to our Father on behalf of them and myself. And as PZ has rightly pointed out, all prayer uh, can be summarized in a single word, help. But usually people are expecting some more words uh, from me when they ask me to do this. And so every so often I will default, if you can call it that, uh, to doing the Lord's Prayer. I've been thinking about the petition, Thy will be done, recently. And I think that this, this part of the prayer is actually the hardest thing for us to say and actually mean. Thy will be done. Because in truth, I actually want my will uh, to be done. I want to avoid hardship and suffering at all costs. I want enough resources and time uh, to feel comfortable in my life. I want people to agree with me and to like me. Uh, I'm thinking of George Costanza when Jerry's girlfriend uh, doesn't like him and he becomes obsessed <laughs> with wanting her to, to like him even more. Uh, in short, I, I want my will done. And I want to be able to say this prayer to God, thy will be done, and then proceed to tell him what his will for me is. In contrast to this, Jesus says that if anyone would follow him, he must deny himself and pick up his cross. Jesus is saying then to pray for God's will is to deny my own will. And I'm not even sure I can do this. As I've heard many times echoed uh, through Mockingbird, what my heart desires, my will chooses, and my mind justifies. And there is my mind, or my will, sandwiched right there in the center of it. I kind of feel like Peter telling God, I will never deny you, and then failing uh, to follow through on that. And then Jesus even kind of doubles down on this. There's another part in the Gospels where he warns that if we deny him before others, he will deny us before his heavenly Father. And this is a very harsh word and hard for us to square, but we're kind of used to the, the if-then language there. We're used to conditions in our lives. Our lives are filled with conditional statements like this. So if you uh, work hard, then you will achieve. If you fail me, then I will judge you. We're used to to this sort of thing. And so even when we hear it out of Jesus' mouth, um, it doesn't seem that foreign to us. But then when we look at Jesus' actions, uh, we see something else at work in terms of his will. Because I think of Peter again, who did deny Jesus three times when it mattered most. 
And after the resurrection, uh, when Jesus comes to them, you know that Peter is expecting the then, right? He failed in the if, and he's expecting the then from Jesus. But Jesus does not follow through with those words. Instead, he comes to Peter, and he forgives Peter, and he restores Peter. In short, Jesus cannot deny his own love for Peter. When we pray, thy will, this is more than just a struggle of wills between us and God. Usually we think of it that way. It's my will or your will. Uh, But it's more than a struggle of wills because in truth, God's will, his ways are radically different than anything that we experience uh, in this world. His will is not conditioned uh, or based on what we deserve. As John 3.17 tells us, um, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And St. Paul picks up this paradox of grace, uh, this new logic of the gospel, uh, when he writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2. And if you look this up in your Bible, sometimes in our Bibles it's kind of bracketed like a poem or a hymn. It's very profound. And I want you to notice the if-then statements here that we're used to, and then the kind of um, crazy turn that we hear at the end of this song uh, that, that Paul shares with Timothy. Listen to these words. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. And now here's the kicker. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. In the midst of all of our competing wills, all of the uncertainty in our lives, all of our cries for help from our heavenly, for our Heavenly Father, um, we can be sure of one thing about His will that is crystal clear, and that is Jesus will remain faithful to us, to you and to me, unto the end, because he cannot deny himself. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless.